The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Monday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. And it is Independence Eve. And um, we decided to come here because we both had some free time and talk about some of the goings-on. In the Syracuse world, uh, some football recruiting, some Bayheim's Army, and of course, we'll wrap it up with LaQuint Allen. And I'm going to try to do a Twitter Spaces, which is, I don't know. We'll see if it works. I've never done it before, but I know we can, Joe. So we can go live on Twitter with audio, and people, I think, can get on and chat and whatnot. So hmm. we'll try that. Uh, thanks to uh, NS Scum, if I remember that correctly. Uh, he gave us a couple ideas for fan interaction stuff. And that was one of them. That seems like the easiest. So we'll try it. I hope everybody's summer is going well so far. And I know mine is. Once the weather finally broke down in the southeast. I think it just broke 90 for the first time. I think it was... Friday. No. Saturday. It's the first time I hit 90 in Virginia all year so far. So, long overdue. If you know me, I like it hot. I like it hot. That's why I don't live in Syracuse anymore. Yeah. If you like it hot, you enjoy the summer. I enjoy the summer. I do. And I uh, don't have any sports or really anything. I'm bored as hell. So, well, I would would not have the same sentiments as your summer so far, but... Uh, nonetheless, it's a different story. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not about, it's not about me; it's about everybody else, it, it, right? It, I can be okay. I mean, there are sports that go on in the summer. I mean, there's racing. I know, but I've done this before, dude. There's Bayheim's Army, the TBT. Yeah, there's the TBT that happens in July. Yeah, the end of July. So happening a little bit later this July than normal. I felt like it Is started it? really early. I thought that felt I thought felt like it started really early last year, did it not? I don't know. Like, I'd have to go back and check, but I feel like Is it about the same? I feel like it's always around the twenty twentieth, twenty yeah. Not for anything. Speaking of summer sports and racing, NASCAR, whatnot, I think that, that that whole thing is taking a dive quick too. So you know. I, I don't need sports to get me through the summer just because it's the summer. But I will say this. When it is not the best weather or when you are like midday on a Sunday and there's 
you just want to chill and just throw something on TV, there's really nothing on other than cooking shows. <coughs> so, I mean, that's it. That's my sport in the summer, I guess. Cooking shows. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess. Look. That's just where I find myself because it's just there's nothing on TV. Yeah, I've done... I've done NASCAR. The problem with that is I get into it, but then right when the playoffs start, football starts, and I completely, you know, then it's Sunday, and it's like, okay, am I going to watch a playoff race, or am I going to watch football, which, you know. You could do both. And by the way, I think the second week of the season, Bills and the Raiders play, and that game is the game to win my heart, Joe, as you know. So that should be exciting. Say that again. The Bills and the Bills and the Raiders play in week two. That is the game for Sean's <laughs> oh, yeah. heart. Okay. I right? I'm just gonna throw that out there. And uh, it, who knows? Maybe it's a draw, and then we're just we're we're, we're just treading water. I don't know. But um, you know, as unexcited as I am about football in general, um, it's it's months away, so I don't have to worry about it. Just be weary. Be weary of what? Bills fans are ruthless. I mean, I don't care. And if you switch, they might blame you for the season <laughs> they're about to have. <laughs> it's a win-win for me, you see? Uh, <laughs> and me. See how that, see see how that works? Because when you don't care, you just don't care. Right? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. one of those things. All right. Well, all right, let's get into this uh, after that. Look, I think we got 16 recruits. Joe corrected me. I thought it was 15. It's 16. We do have some four stars. Okay, the first four star that we picked up for the 2024 class is um, this tight end, Jamie Tremble. And he is from Wesleyan School in Georgia. And he had offers from uh, Georgia Tech, Florida State, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Wake Forest, Amongst others, um, so t- we there has been a lot of criticism about the tight end game, uh, to say the least, in Syracuse football in recent years. So that should help. That's kind of exciting. And then I'm just going to point out this other Jakari Williams, four-star uh, quarterback from also from Georgia in Macon, and he had offers from NC State, Virginia Tech, Pitt, Georgia Tech. Uh, amongst others, and 6'3", 190, dual threat guy, kind of like what we got now. I mean, that's what the that's what the that's what the league's trending to, I think, for the most part. But anyway, he's going to join uh, Brendan Davis in uh, CDRW, right? So there's no easy way to say that. Um, and those and and look. The, the the class is strong. I think we're what? We're ranked, what, 52nd? Is that right? 52nd? What? Uh, the recruiting class. The 2020, 2024 recruiting class for No, currently right now in 247 sports, we're 39th. 39th. Okay. All right. Way better. Now, that could just be for the sheer amount of recruits because I think that goes into it as well. But. Um, I, I thought it was. I do. Yeah, well, of of course, yeah. And I just don't remember that. I guess the thing now, and in, in what's going on this year, like you, like you said, um, thirty-nine, getting, uh, yeah. J- getting Jamie Tremble and, and Jakari Williams. Although Jamie Tremble isn't a four-star on two-four-seven, uh, 
he is um, a high three star in two four seven and another oh, three on or whatever on three. Yeah, and the other ones, yeah, he's so he's a guy in between the four, three and a four star. Um, but I think what makes it interesting here is <clears throat> this guy right now is is kind of built like a receiver, six four two oh five. So it's almost an, an Aronde Gadsden type situation, uh, and I think that that's kind of how they're looking at him to use him, um, move him around, do things like that. Um, but also, this guy's got pedigree because his brother Tommy Tremble is now in the NFL. He's in the NFL um, for the Carolina Panthers, played for Notre Dame. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, runs in a family, but he's 6'4", 250. So uh, he's proven that that he can put on weight. So if if Jamie Trumbull can put on weight, then you never know. We might be able to get some type of traditional um, tight end type of situation, or, you know, maybe he is fast enough to maybe eventually turn into a a receiver or one of those kind of, you know, flex tight end receiver type guys like uh, like Aranda Gasson. Um, and yeah, Jakari Williams coming in as, according to 247 Sports, you know, 20th, um, you know, top 20 quarterback. And you, you watch you watch the tape and he uh, he's athletic, but again, um, kind of reminded me a little bit of watching Lenore Sellers um, video last year where he can um, get out of the pocket, but he doesn't just go straight to run. You know, he keeps his eyes down the field, and um, and he he makes some tough throws. So um, excited to have him in in there, especially considering you know obviously the um, the quarterback room that we have, like you said, like you spoke about. <clears throat> but um, that one quarterback that I forget his name now. Um, I know we talked about it, but he's quarterback in Ohio. I think that he committed to us. He decommitted as soon as Jakari Williams uh, committed, so he was a yeah, little we, bit of a. We talked about him in the, I think in the last show, like we talked. Yeah, about, yeah. So yeah, so he did, he decommitted and he actually has committed to Northwestern since, um, a little bit closer to home. Um, so, yeah, I mean, kind of gets you excited, especially can you you look at last year? Last year's class didn't really get you excited at all. I think we were up in the high sixties, uh, mid sixties. So we were getting out recruited by a lot of non-power five schools. And we didn't get a lot of players. We didn't offer or we didn't get a lot of we didn't use all our scholarships. Right. Um, so right now we have 16 committed and um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and we'll see. But those two are, you know, ranked in the top 500 by, by 247 sports and Jakari Williams up there is um, close to the top 300 with uh, 328. So those are two of the more um, highly recruited um, or the higher recruits that we've had in, in quite some time. Yeah, does it give you a, a little bit of hope for the future? Or, I mean, do you think, you know, the one thing about recruits, especially this day and age, I mean, it's always great right now, but how quickly things can change. And with 16 recruits, I mean, some of these guys got to be, you know, it's one of those things where we, we go through this and, we, you know, a lot of people get really excited about recruiting efforts and stuff. And I, and I, and I can in, appreciate the effort and what we're bringing in um but there's always that skepticism yeah. of you know I'm I'm a cynic and so you know you get guys like this and it's been a while I mean what was the the last four star what was it Tommy DeVito hold on a second is that right no there was another yeah. one was it yeah I'm pretty sure it was Tommy DeVito yeah okay all right well okay so great example I mean 
it's just one of those things like I love the idea of this and I hope that you know in Babers we know that he is just a um, he is a charismatic guy and you know he's out there doing it and he's been uh, as far as I remember in recent history he's been on the trail recruiting hard harder than I remember you know in the past but with that said it's one of those things I don't know when to get to get excited that's that's all I'm saying yeah, well, I mean, again, when you got the the defense that we've been running, and you got the defense of you know players that we've had and everything, you know, you look at there's there's some things to be excited about that you haven't seen in a little while. I mean, defense alignment, their third best um, according to two four seven Sports, third highest rated. David McMorris, uh, defense alignment six two two fifty five. I mean, we haven't had a size like you know I know two fifty five doesn't sound big right now, but he's not going to be there till twenty twenty four. A lot of our normal freshmen, you know, they, they haven't had that type of size coming in. You know what I mean? You look at Tristan Graham, 6'3", 245, an edge rusher. You know, is he a defensive end? Is he a linebacker? We play that kind of weird, you know, are we going to have a bunch of different end? You know, we got the, the the rover. We got, you know, five defensive backs. We have those, you know, tweeners between are you a safety or are you a uh, a linebacker, and are you a linebacker? Are you defensive end? And they move people around. Uh, another guy, Jaden Brown from Don Bosco Prep. You, know, you bring up Tommy DeVito. That's his old alumni. But he linebacker, six three, two twenty. I mean, that's that's big, good size. You know, we get uh, from Denton, Texas. We have Willie Goodacre, an inside offensive lineman. He's six four, six five ish. He's three fifteen. So uh, when you go down the line and you start looking at some of these guys. Um, some of these guys, uh, the size of some of these guys. You know, the last commit we got, Matthew Stenbroten. Um, he's the most recent commit out of Wisconsin, um, top 15 player out of that uh, that state. And he's a linebacker, 6'4", 225. So when you're really looking at it, you're looking at we're getting guys that seem to be in a little bit more, you know, better situation as far as size and, and, and physicality, and, and that uh, probably has to do with a little bit of – their higher rankings, so it does give me something, something to, to be excited about. Especially, you know, with all the coaches that we lost last year, and then kind of the lower, one of Dino Babers' worst recruiting classes um, last year as well. So, uh, definitely, definitely uh, one of those things. And um, I know also come July sixth, what is it? It's Thursday, July sixth. Uh, uh, New Jersey four-star Willie Love is set to uh, decide, and there's a lot of buzz saying that he's picking between Syracuse and Rutgers. But he's got he's basically picking between Syracuse, Maryland, Rutgers, Penn State, Pittsburgh, Texas A&M, and West Virginia. So, and he is a um, six foot two, two hundred pound, one of those you know linebacker safety type guys. So that's why they think that he um, that he might that Syracuse might be on top um, because of that situation. So look out for that on Thursday. That would be our 17th uh, commit and he would be our seventh commit uh, player from the state of New Jersey. So that's another thing to be excited about. It looks like we're trying to, trying to get back New Jersey from Rutgers. Lenore Sellers was the other one I was thinking of. He was a four star. Was he not? I think he was getting there, but then he uh, decommitted, right? And switched to South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, anyways, yeah, I mean, it looks good. I'm, 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 it's exciting, and 
you know, you wonder how all this is going to come together. Um, I'm kind of someone who's more focused on the year. I mean, we're a year over a year away from all that. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those guys that's going to have to go back through and look and re- refresh myself with all these names and positions and stuff. I mean, obviously, Jakari Williams and um, Jamie Tremble are two names that would be hard to forget because there was a lot of buzz about that. And right. it's pretty exciting. But um, anyway, okay. It's tough, dude. It's tough because I, I get where you come from all the time. You know, let's see if they get there, right? But it's just, it's really, really difficult because when you look at it, um, you know, you got the season that starts here shortly, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of. That's what's weird about basketball and recruiting is a little bit different than football, and there's it's, a lot more players in football, right? Right. So the way it's the, a, the it, way that football works, I mean, early signing period for 2024 is this December, and then February is signing day, right? So, like, I mean, for the most part, is it February or is it April? The, I think it's February. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, most of the time, the the real, real good players that are going to be going D1 and stuff like that, I mean, they're committed to the school that they're going to or at least have some type of verbal commit before they even go into their senior season of high school. So, like, during the summer, that's when they're doing their official visits. That's when they're doing the camps and inviting people in and finding diamonds in the rough people that might be not play against, you know, best competition but can come in and prove his skills. So um, that's just the way it's set up is the most important time of football um, recruiting is in the summer before the season, before they're even going to be there. So that's what's so difficult about it is because this is one of the most important times this summer for next year in their recruiting class coming in. And we have to kind of talk about it before this year, the season that they're not even going to be there. Right. Right. But that's, there's nothing we can do about it because there's people that sign and commit early signing day, December before our bowl game. Before we even play a bowl game, if we're in a bowl game, we have most of our commits for the next season. So it's, 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 it's just some of it's overloaded and some of this stuff is trying to find the diamond in the rough. So you, you overload it's, it's, you overload your roster, obviously, and, and just kind of until guys get there, see who actually gets there and see what works. And I get it. It's just all, there's a lot on a roster. There's a lot of names that we're not even going to ever hear again. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, right, is you have these guys. I mean, that's what happened with, sadly, Lenore Sellers, right? We don't know if it was Robert and I leaving or was it that he actually finally got that, you know, that uh, that scholarship offer from South Carolina and decided to go there, right? Same thing with, with these guys, you know, Jakari Williams and Jamie Trumbull, they're from Georgia. You know, um, are they waiting for... Bulldogs? <laughs> but that's the thing, right? They're yeah. going to be able to go into their senior year. Okay, they're, they are verbally committed to a school in the ACC where they're going to go in and possibly have a really good chance to play early. And if they start to kill it in their senior year and actually, you know, obviously yeah, people start people start committing and then the bigger schools start filling in the gaps of what they didn't get, then, and don't get me wrong, hey. some of these guys understand that they're the second option, third option. Um, some of them care and some of them don't and they're just waiting well, for it. But they want to go into the season with a, with a commitment, right, with a verbal commitment. Yeah, and like you said, they got a whole another year of of um, high school ball to play. And you know, when you're on the radar now, and you've committed to a D1 school or verbally committed to a D1 school, and in the in the age of NIL, 
when um, people are taking notice of that. And, you know, maybe this raises some eyebrows for some other teams and there's nothing that will can stop them from going in and putting together a prettier offer. And oh yeah, and I mean, so if if he goes off, then that's awesome for him, and it looks great for us. But he can also say, you know what, I'm gonna stay down south, and I'm gonna play for the Bulldogs or whoever. And yeah. and that's the situation you're in, especially when you grab him early. But you got, I mean, a, t- a school like Syracuse got to grab him when they can get him. Yeah, but I mean, again, I think I kind of predicted this, and I don't even know if we've just hit the the tip of the iceberg, but. You're going to have a lot of these bigger schools that are going to be getting, they're going to be taking these transfers, right? And look, Ohio State. Ohio State's not going to have a, a scholarship for, you know, uh, a college player or something like that because, um, what the hell's his name? Safety for us that just transferred there last year. Why can't I think of his name already? That's how Awful. forgettable they can be. That's well, I mean, because they're gone, right? Kind I mean, of my point. Not- <laughs> no, not to, he, yeah. Um, who was it? Safety. He was. T- Either way, Deuce Chestnut, right? I mean, I was just talking about Willie Love, who is going to be committing on Thursday, right? He's uh, cousin. Jahan Deuce Carter. Chestnut. Yeah, John Carter's. Yeah, that's, that's twenty push-ups after the. Yeah, by the way. Twenty push-ups after the. Um, you're usually not usually. You're way better with that stuff than me. First of all, second of all, that he was a maniac. Yes. No, I understand that. This is. I mean. That, but that's what. That's my point, though. Too. It's like okay, they're going to play together. Okay, you're gone. All right. Now what? Next. Well, yeah, but that's the thing, right? Is like it, like even like this Willie Love guy. Just, that's going to be, you know, um, committing on Thursday. You know, do you want to commit to a Penn State where you might not play for the first three years, right? And then maybe you get buried, I don't know. Or do you go to a Syracuse where you play in year two and then after, you know, another one or two years, you know, after your redshirt sophomore or redshirt freshman year or whatever, you're good enough to where an Ohio State or an LSU is going to pick you up through the transfer portal, you know, and get a better NIL deal. Than you would if you were a freshman or something like that. So it's like type of risk like that. And I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see some of these guys that normally go to bigger name schools. I mean, think about it. These big name schools, they don't got NAL money for, you know, the 15th rated, 15th, 20th rated guy in their class. You know, that's going to the transfers, the big money transfers and the five star. You know what I mean? Those guys that are in between the four and three star that, you know, they they take near the end and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, he's, we think he can turn into something. Those guys aren't getting NIL. But if those well, guys were to go to a Syracuse or to something like that, they're going to be getting NIL money because they're going to be one of the top-ranked guys in that class. You go there, you play for two years, you make a little bit of money, you show yourself, show out. Now, the Alabama or the Georgia or whoever wants to take you because you're two years in and you've proven yourself. And now you're going to get even bigger NIL money. I mean, there's a way to play this. Um, coming out of high school, where, where no matter where you're ranked, you can you can make a little bit more money um, and put yourself in a better position. In my opinion, yeah, the whole thing is the chess game. I mean, basically, it's always been, but it's it's now it's 3D chess. Yeah. 
But I mean, just like even in this situation, Jakari Williams, right? Jakari Williams is probably going to be able to get some NAL money coming to Syracuse, right? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, you would, yeah. If he were to be the second quarterback and one of the, the, you know, lowest rated guys on a Georgia um, recruiting class, then he wouldn't be taking any money. And now you're talking about when are you ever going to even see the field? Because every year, Georgia's getting the top guys, right? So you don't even know. You could get buried. That could ruin your stuff, right? I just coming into a situation like this. Or you could play a year and then transfer. I mean, there's dude, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of mess that that can go. But into but it. what I'm saying is you go there, you get buried in the depth chart, you get no NAL money, and then you know, you're two years removed or however many years removed from being a four star and now you're kind of forgettable. You have still haven't got NIL money and now you're gonna go into transfer portal, who's gonna take you? Versus okay, well if you're gonna Well yeah, because I'm, you've been you've been you haven't been seen for a year. Right. Yeah. But if you decide, okay, I want to go to Syracuse and I'm going to be one of the better guys, play in a year or two, you know, after a freshman year. So we're the stepping stone school. That's what we talked about with the the coaches and stuff. I mean, sadly, that's just where – that's why I was saying it's a situation where we could see our recruiting take a jump. But we're going to see a lot more of our better players that aren't ready to go to the draft kind of go other places and make a little bit more money. To the portal. (laughs) Yeah. I know. It sucks. It sucks. We're right yeah. in the middle of a shit sandwich. Pretty much. So that's that's where we're at. Uh, I I I mean, it is what it is. This is college ball now, basketball and and football. It is what it is. There's Until not the- a whole lot anyone's gonna be able to do about it. Until they start putting some rules in. That's how it's going to be. Needs to be. No. Even then. Even. Well, no. You got to put I mean, the regulations look, in, right? You, but then you, you got to help people, hold people accountable and everybody. Uh, I don't think it's, that's, that cat is so far uh, gone from the bag. There's no. That's you, what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the NCAA, when they unleashed this, they did such an awful job. They just let everybody mm-hmm. do whatever the hell they wanted, and now it's like putting toothpaste back in the tube. You're not going to be able to do it. You may be able to implement a salary cap. You might be able to try to track some of this corruption, but you, there's no way to police it. It's it's so far gone at this point that it's just... Well, and even when they were policing it, right? The Alabama's oh, they, and Georgia's yeah, and they Texas still is chose the world. favorites they on it. in trouble, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really, they were they were, but they were getting the SMUs and the Syracuses and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So they get to pick and choose who they want to punish, and they're going to do that anyway. So in this case, they're just like, you know what? I mean, it's really hard to police this. So let's just let it go because all the, all the guys we're going to favor anyway are going to benefit. So I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, I mean, that's it. Yeah. People that were winning are still going to win. I think the salary cap idea is a good idea. I think that you know you have to put some kind of. But uh, there again, look, this stuff can only be tracked for so long before people start doing under the table things and. Then it just becomes the way it was. Yeah, then just be, then it's just what it used to be. In the first but, place. But right with the but with a certain amount of money uh, on the up and up, and then the rest of it's tax free. I mean, it's just it's just going. My, I mean, what's worse, that 
or you just let it just do its thing. And we're and we just get to sometimes we get some really good recruits for a year and see what we can do with them. <laughs> we'll develop them for the bigger for the bigger teams. Yeah, I mean, you know, Syracuse is the the G League. So, hey, I mean, whatever. You never know. You can get some good bowl games that way. National championship though? Eh, I think that ship has sailed. It's just <laughs> no way. <laughs> like, We're you, pretty far away from that. Buddy. You just got to be good, really good for a couple of years for that type of thing. Until they expand this, which it's coming up. So, I mean, there's <laughs> yeah, that. but how much how much are they gonna have to expand it to? For We're gonna to have to do a sixty four field, sixty four team field, just like just like it's basketball. Not be, it's not gonna be that. I think there's going up to twelve. Twelve is great. Remember, twelve is great. Dungy's year, if we would have been able to pull out that Clemson game, we might have been able to actually, if we, if there were 12, we might have been actually been able to make that. There, so. If you do 12, though, dude, and you do the top 12 ranked, which is... Mm, still won't. Still, They're not going to do top 12. I know, I know they like won't. They can't. They winners. can't. Exactly. So it, the top 12, though, at least there's a chance. At least there is a possibility. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. I mean, you know... I'd be it's, more... It's tough. We're in a 16. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hear you. It's just Syracuse is in a tough spot. They're in a really tough competitive conference. And then you got these other conferences that are becoming super conferences. And it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, maybe at some point they have to have two different types of championships for the NCAA, for D1. You know what I mean? Like no, kind of like an A team and a B team type thing. Or a league, B league. Yeah, A league, B league. Yeah, yeah. Back like uh, my St. Matt's Cougar days. I remember working towards the A team. It was a goal of mine when I was a kid. All right. <laughs> Speaking of basketball, Bayheim's Army. They have put it together, and we've got. I'm really excited. So, who are, I'm I'm most excited about uh, Raheem Christmas. First of all, since it's been a minute, uh, Jimmy Beheim coming back, Chris McCullough coming back, Andrew White coming back, B.J. Johnson uh, got a couple new names. Um, Tyus Battles first. This is his first year in this, right? Yeah, we haven't yeah. seen him. Uh, DeAndre King coming back. Um, Dwight Bikes uh, new name. Grant Riller and Matt Morgan comes back. So, um, you know. It's it's a good roster. It's not, you know, we're not used to seeing an Eric Devendorf on there, but I imagine he's going to be involved in some kind of way. But this is a good. It's a good team. It's a good team. Now I would say, uh, with our with that said, really, it's the uh, bracket that we're in in the Syracuse region is kind of brutal. I mean, you could play um, blue collar. You you have to might have to pay, play them to get out of there. And they're the they're the champs, reigning champs. So um, Syracuse is going to take on Team Gibson, which I don't even. I tried, dude. I tried to look this up. I have no clue who Team Gibson is. It's their inaugural year, and I don't know what they're about. I could not find it. I went to the TBT website and I couldn't find it. So unless it, the TBT website wasn't working right, but we got the former the the reigning champs in our on our in our um, bracket. So it's it's. It's tough, but it's gonna be fun. It's always a, it's always fun to watch. Last year eliminated early after after winning the championship the year before that. Kind of frustrating. Seems like Syracuse either, or what well, seems like Beheim's army, I should say. It, it seems like they 
they put together something real good or they just mediocre and they just fizzle out really quick. So I think they were out in the second round last year and it wasn't even close. Like it was a terrible game. So um, yeah, last year we, there was injuries more than anything. Yeah. And then, me I mean, personally. you know, the, the championship year obviously was a grind. There were so many things that had to go happen, uh, had to happen for, for us to pull that off. I think we got lucky a couple of times, but um, that's what it takes. And if you don't got it, you might not make it. So, um, but it's always fun. And it's, it's, um, I think the first two rounds, by the way, are on like ESPN plus or whatever. So none of it's going to reach TV. I don't think until the round of 16. Is that right? Are they choosing different games? Cause I remember, I remember last year they chose different games to put on, uh, TV, and then some of it was on ESPN Plus. But there's a lot of money ESPN Plus. Yeah, yeah, I noticed a lot more though this year than last year. So well, in the first round there was a lot that were on ESPN Plus. Oh yeah, um, yeah, as, yeah, yeah. As we get as we go along, then it gets a little bit better. And um, just so people, because I know it's gonna start, you know, at some point. But Chuku too. I don't know if I, m- I mentioned Chuku, but Pascal Chuku. He'll... We do have seven players that played for Syracuse versus the five that didn't. So we're still over that 50% threshold for it to be, you yeah, know, I'm a done. Syracuse thing. Um, but with that said, <laughs> don't be surprised if a majority of the playing time and the people that are doing good things with the basketball are players that did not play for Bayhams Army. Well, like we like way. like in the championship year, we got to the point where we were like, we don't care. We just won. Yeah, we just wanted yeah. to win, right? Yeah, and that was when we had Tyrese Rice and DeAndre Kane and Kennedy and uh, yeah, DJ name? Kennedy and Kiefer Sykes. Sykes, Kiefer yeah, Sykes. I mean, those guys kind of carried us. Tyrese Rice, Sykes big, big shot maniac. after big shot, and then Sykes, he he won the championship. Yeah. So I mean. If something like that is going to happen, then we're going to need that from some of these guys. Because really, when you look at it, I mean, yeah, we're going to have our bigger guys. You'll see out there because the bigger guys are, you know, Chukwu and um, Chris McCullough and Raheem Christmas. And then I'd say probably what the next next biggest guy is probably Jamil Wilson, who was about six seven six eight, um, who played for Marquette. Um. But yeah, they um, <laughs> we're gonna see a little bit of them depending on how big the other teams are that we're playing against. Uh, I don't know about Jimmy Beheim. Uh, I know that he didn't play too too much last year. Uh, but when it comes to point guard or, or to guards, we are really really guard heavy. And when you're looking at some of these names, I mean, I don't really know. Um, Tyus Battle. Um, I don't really even know kind of what he's doing overseas or how well he's been playing. Um, But I know that Andrew White um, hasn't really been great in some of these tournaments. Uh, It's kind of just a sharpshooter that comes off the bench. But you know you're going to have your DeAndre Kane, um, and you know you're going to have Jamil Wilson is going to be playing. Dwight Bikes, he played a little bit of of NBA. Um, Grant Riller, he was a – he was an NBA draft pick uh, in 2020 by the Charlotte Hornets out of the College of Charleston, and he I think just got finished with um, 
with a contract with the G League. He played the G League this past year, so he's looking to to um, you know show out to try to get some type of um, contract. And Matt Morgan, uh, I know that you don't know too much about the NBA draft and everything, but seven <clears throat> four phenom from French from France, Victor Wembignana, got drafted first. Um, can bring up the ball. He can shoot threes. Um, Looks like a, a pretty good player. How, how many times did you practice saying his name before the um, show? It, when you really look at it, it's really not that bad. Oh, okay, okay. It's, it's not. Gotcha. I'm telling All you. Right. Um, but he played in the same French league as uh, Matt Morgan played in the same French league this year as uh, Victor Wembignana. And he, I think, finished second um, behind Victor in the MVP voting. And he made the uh, first team all-star or whatever so he was on the first team of like that league or whatever so matt morgan right now has been playing very very well and at a high level um and then even bj johnson uh who went to LaSalle after two years playing syracuse he ended up making the uh, nba as an undrafted player and now he plays over in a decent spanish league but he's a good player too so um i don't think we have a bad team i just am just kind of want to prepare some of the Syracuse fans yeah. for the fact that a lot of the guys that are going to be out there in crunch time not gonna are get... probably going to probably not going to be the Syracuse guys. Um, look, the TBT website this year sucks. It used to be really good. It used to give you all yeah. the information. It used to get you all the players. It used to tell you their 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 each team's profile and what their purpose was and what you know what they you know why they were who they were and. They don't have any of that. There's none of it, and it seems like there's a bunch of, but there's a good handful of new teams that I've never heard of. So, with that said, it's just yeah. hard to deliver to you like what this really looks like, other than the fact that, you know, everybody knows the nerd team. They're pretty good, and blue collar you, who's the, who's the ones in our our side over here. And then the, the Penn state team, happy Valley Hoopers, um, and the Commonwealth as a UMass alum and the roadie way is Rhode Island alum. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, 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 it's tough to give an honest, like prediction of how they're going to do. But like you said, the, the whole thing comes down to winning. And you have to play who's going to be either have the hot hand or it's going to be a, a tough matchup or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. I think we've all come to terms with the fact that this isn't just a Syracuse alum team anymore. And actually to win, you have to go outside that. And that's nothing against the Syracuse alum. But eventually you're going to, who knows, maybe next year we get a Carmelo Anthony. You know, imagine what kind of other guys a Carmelo Anthony on the team would bring. You know, think about that. That would be huge. You know, be like, oh, man, I can play with Carmelo Anthony. It'd be a, yeah. You could put together a freaking all-star team. You know? So. You could. Never know. But, yeah. hey, uh, so just looking at it, just as far as heads-up goes, because um, the game is being played at the War Memorial. Um, and it starts, round, it starts on the 18th or something like that, right? July, no, July 24th. No, no, no. We play the 24th. Oh, the whole tournament is, starts on the 19th. The 19th, yeah. yeah. The 19th. So, yeah, all four games in our region are July 24th. 
Ours is the third game at 7 p.m. that night on ESPNU. Um, and then uh, the semifinals are two days later, and that would be that's a Monday night, Monday 7, um, July 24th. And then the next round, the winners of those games would be playing against each other um, at 6 and at 8 o'clock on uh, that same Wednesday night. And then the championship game is that Friday night at 9 p.m. So uh, that's that's the schedule there. So hopefully we can get it together and we can get three good games in five days, week of basketball in the middle of the summer, um, and and then give us a little bit more if we can get through that. Yeah, and we'll we'll see what we can do as far as getting back for any kind of wrap up or follow up or chit chat as far as that goes um but gives us about another three weeks uh okay look the one thing that happened since we've been gone that's that's more important than the recruits are Bayheim's army is this whole LaQuint allen situation and i'm not real sure um i'm not real sure why things really went down the way they went down. This Syracuse has got some kind of kangaroo court going on, some kind of student-slash-faculty juror or jury. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think these charges are not, I don't think, the charges were, were basically dropped, okay? It was basically... Um, the what was it called? The adjournment of contemplation of dismissal. So if he stays, if LaQuint Allen stayed out of trouble for the next six months, the, the records would be sealed and there would be no charges. Everything would be dropped and forgotten about. But the school just can't apparently let that go. So um, Allen not in trouble with anything, any anything as far as legally, okay? But you've got the jury of your peers who subsequently decided that he should be suspended for two semesters, essentially destroying his college football career over something that um, it basically evolved into a, into a mess. The story goes, Deuce Chestnut came to LaQuint Allen, right, and said, hey, look, I was just jumped by four or five dudes. And so... They go out to this party, and uh, the the guy who he ends up getting the scuffle with says, "You you hit a woman or something like that." He's like, "I don't know what you're talking about," and then he punches him, he punches him twice, he punches him once inside the face and once in the nose. Gives LaQuinn Allen a bloody nose. LaQuinn Allen retaliates. LaQuinn Allen's the one in trouble. Um, he did not call the cops or the um, you know or the campus police or whatever. So. <laughs> the guy's defending himself. I mean, who who stops in the middle of defending themselves and says, "Hey, we gotta go. We, let's call the campus police down here first, okay? Before this gets out of control." Uh, no, that's not how things work. He defended himself, um, and then this council was comprised of students and faculty. I heard. I heard it was just students. Um, there's no video or anything of this. It's just um, LaQuinn Allen's version of events which was actually corroborated during this um i don't know we want to call it a trial during this whatever the hell it was and um you know at the end of the day he gets he he gets levied this 
this two semester suspension. He tried to um, try to get this appealed. It didn't work, and so now he's suing the school so he can play football. And it seems like the punishment doesn't fit the crime <coughs> because the punishment doesn't fit the crime. And Terry Terry Lockett's yep. name came up in this too, and something to do with that. But I guess later. Um, you know, LaQuint Allen said basically he, he wasn't there. He had nothing to do with it. And so we're left with a bunch of holes to be filled. I think Syracuse.com actually had a decent, like, not not so much yeah. a timeline of events, but more so a... Well, they they, yeah, they so. basically took... They, they took the... They, they took it all and kind of filled some of the holes in, and, and we're still left with um, some questions. But at the end of the day, this... What had happened, and LaQuinn Allen's essentially the only one that's been in trouble as far as we know. The school, first of all, Syracuse is they're they're really pathetic. They can't even give a they can't even give a statement on this, and um, they just keeping every keeping their their lips sealed. And I just don't think that the punishment fits the crime. I think everybody agrees. And not only that, but we got these kangaroo courts in these in these colleges uh, who are who are allowed to determine one man's future for the rest of his life. And I mean, they could essentially destroy him with this one decision and one mistake he's yeah. made. He hasn't, he hasn't been into trouble up to this point. Um, as far as we know. And, um, he's, he had three letters of character that were written and, um, obviously, you know, backed him up as, as a moral good upstanding guy. And, um, here we are ruining this kid's life. He's 18 years old, by the way. It's not like, you know, he's in his, fourth year fifth year of college and he should know better yeah well i mean even then you never really even know right i mean just because you're four years in college i mean this this supposed you know this person that he got into an altercation with to hit him first is 23 year old male student this is a guy that's five years older than him um so that's obviously doesn't necessarily mean anything but you know a couple other things you know um according to laquint uh the um the attacker threatened to return with a gun after they fought, and so uh, LaQuint immediately left the party. Ten days after the party, 23-year-old male student wrote an incomplete and unsworn statement to Syracuse police alleging he lost a tooth and sustained head and neck injuries after fighting with SU players, um, football players, right? And so it was incomplete. It was uns- I mean, there was a lot of missing things, and criminal charges were initially filed against LaQuint. He fully cooperated the investigation, and after talking with the police and you know, stories and everything corroborating with people, the, the, the charges were dropped against LaQuint as far as criminal charges. So then, assuming it went to the university. Um, now, you know, LaQuint has done nothing but stand up and say that he wishes he could have done it differently. He's taken accountability. Um, but basically the community standards staff of the, uh, of the, the school, um, they came out and basically the verdict was that they blame LaQuint for escalating. Um, Be- because he went there, because he wasn't there, and he then went he there. went there. Right, basically. But at the end of the day, you know, in the verdict, cited that all injuries that do not account for the fact. So, yeah, so then that's the other thing, right, is that there's multiple people, there's multiple um, multiple witnesses that saw that this guy had gotten in more than one altercation. Um 
he has talked about fighting football players, and then there was talks about him getting in other altercations. So, yes, although he might have had all these injuries and there's proof of all these injuries, who are to say that those were injured from, what, one punch that but, Quinn Allen, you know? It, so, I mean, he was in so many fights. Who knew what happened to what, right? Um, so you don't even know what, what the deal is. And um, it really didn't question the validity of the 23-year-old statement at all. And even though he had changed it and gone back and forth, and even according to these people at this, um, you know, where they had to go and, and testify, they said that it was up to LaQuint. It was responsible for LaQuint to get that other student to the hearing if he wanted him to testify. Yeah, that's what this um, what Caitlin Carroll had told him, and she's like yes. the she's like the court jester. And basically, what she said is it was up to him if he wanted him to attend the hearing. But he realized, you know, he didn't have the dude's contact info. So why why would it be up to? <laughs> why would they? First of all, why would they? Expect these guys to communicate with one another. That seems so. That seems so. That just it's goes dark. to show you. That just goes to show you how stupid this whole there thing was, is. There's this, no even mediating. You'd have to. You'd have to figure there would at least be some type of mediating, lawyerish type figure, no, this, right? This this that Caitlin tells, Caitlin Carroll should be doing it. Who, well, who, then if that's the yeah, that's the case, he, and that's the case. Like I don't know. And then my question too is: is that I mean, who is this 23 year old student? Well, that's I mean, yeah. That's the other thing is he hasn't been named. I mean, we haven't filled that hole in, and he, you know he's obviously been there a while, right? So, and, and, <laughs> and so, I mean, look, he was out causing trouble. He wants to start fights with with football players. I mean, stupid. Okay, he had so uh, he claims LeQuint knocked his tooth out, which which could be LeQuint said he hit him once, but he also had other injuries. He said he hurt his he hurt his neck. And he hurt his head, and um, you know, know he was pretty. He'd been he'd been through it. It wasn't just from one punch from LeQuint, who was um, essentially defending himself. And look, that's just what everything that I've read and heard, and the evidence from people who have written those things and said those things have has said that he was defending himself. That there's witnesses that say that the um, the DA uh, Fitzpatrick, right? That's his name, right? William Fitzpatrick said that uh, the evidence points to him defending himself, and you know that's why essentially they let this stuff go with this this ACD or whatever the heck this thing's called this uh, adjournment and contemplation of dismissal, which means you can't don't get in trouble for six months. Everything's gonna be sealed up and, and locked away. So look, it's it's I think the whole thing is kind of a joke. I think that. Syracuse, can they get out of their own way when it comes to no. controversy? Like every, every year, it seems like there's something dumb that they're doing, and and it starts at the top. And everybody, you know, the the chancellor, we've given him plenty of shit um, as well. We should, and you know, the um, athletic director seems to squirt out of this stuff, and 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 it's just. Where are they, and, and, and why, why can't we get some kind of statement? You got this, you're, you're ruining this kid's life. He's 18 years old. He hasn't entered the transfer portal, by the way. Deuce Chestnut entered the transfer portal two days later. He's like, he's like I don't know if that was the reason. I don't know if it's the reason either, but he pieced out pretty quick. So, uh, you know, and he wasn't even in trouble, but, you know, to punish a guy. No, no one got in trouble but him. Correct. Correct, which is and weird. According to this, according to the verdict, Rich and Carroll cite all injuries that the student allegedly suffered: a lost tooth, split head, swollen lip, 
and stitches and staples needed. Where were the stitches and staples though? I didn't, I didn't see it, that. It doesn't even say. And it's, it, stitches, it's not, stitches could be in the mouth. Count. Staples yeah, would be in the head. Count for the fact that the individual got into multiple altercations that night and they do not attempt to question how many of the injuries are a result of what fights and all that other stuff like that. No one else got in trouble. His statement was garbage. I don't he, understand. He changed his story. Um, obviously, he had an altercation with Ch- Deuce Chestnut before this whole thing even happened. And you're going to blame the kid for getting... Now, look. In hindsight, LaQuint's probably like, why the hell did I get up and go to that party and do that? That was so dumb. And he knows that. And he's, he, has, he has said so much as that, by the way. He, he said, I'm not denying responsibility for my actions. I made a foolish and juvenile mistake. I should have called SU's Department of Public Safety when my friend told me he was attacked. Boom. Okay? He shouldn't have got up and went to the party. He realized that now. You know, it, everything's kittens and roses in hindsight. That's not what happened. He made a freaking mistake. And now uh, they're trying to ruin his... First of all, wouldn't he lose the scholarship too? I mean... Um, That's the whole point. The whole point is, is unless, and let's just well. Besides we also, his career, his football career. Well, yeah. Besides his football career, I mean, it'd be one thing if he was just suspended from the season. Um, and honestly, that would probably be overkill, in my opinion. I mean, max one three games, suspend him. You know what I mean? Put him on, you know, your scholarship probation, so you don't get in trouble and everything like that. But to I mean, hell, he could have got suspended. They could have suspended him for spring practice in the spring game, right? Right, and he, yeah, um, and he played. Uh, what he did was not. It's not. You don't need to kick him out of school for a year for him to, for him to to re- understand what, that and, what he did was wrong and right. learn from his decisions or from his his yes, bad decisions, right? right? But yeah. like at the end of the day, like you said, it's a situation where sometimes and in some events. This ruins somebody's somebody's life. I mean, think about all the stuff that pe- people are doing stuff out in normal. And I know this has nothing to do with Syracuse University, but people out in the society are doing stuff that should put them in jail, and they're getting let out the next damn day. This in, is a fight in that, that state. Hap- <laughs> in that state, this is a fight that happened. I mean, we've had fights, we've had things that have happened, right? We've had certain things, and people get it, there's there's something called a second chance. You know, you don't just you don't just kick a kid out. And then and, and there's another couple other things that go down to it when you have to also think about the situation and, and what you're actually doing to the kid. The kid's not from the greatest place no, in the th- world. No, he has been sending some grant money or whatever back home. He's been – he's look, his father was just killed. His father was just killed over the, the spring yeah. by, due to a homicide. It yeah. wasn't anything that was expected or unexpected medically. He – he you did know, make a he statement. He he made he said something along the lines of, um, you know, without giving too much detail, SU is being at SU has changed his life and his family's life, and um, you know. To, <laughs> but he's also to, mentioned he can't afford to go there. Yeah, obviously, it. most of them can't, and he just he just wants his punishment to be fair. I don't think it's too much to ask. I think that, you know. First of all, they drag these things out. And, 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 and someone at the end of the day needs to grow some a set of balls. And um, Where's Dino with this? Well, I don't know if Dino can say anything. And, and as much as you want to criticize him, 
I feel I'm not, I don't want to criticize him, I, but somebody. Well, I mean, the thought crossed my mind. Communication yeah. issues, right? Well, was, I mean, you, you yeah. dropped the ball with the Bayheim retirement. Yeah. You dropped the ball with j- jumping into NIL late. Yeah. Right? Well, when you and said you weren't going to, we're not going to play that game. We're going to be we're going to be upstanding citizens here. We're not going to get down the mud with these and guys. And now, I'm sorry, but you have a situation where again, you want to be, you know, everyone's all about this DEI now, and I'm not saying that I'm not right. But div- div- diversity, equity, and inclusion, right, and all this stuff, and the fact that we're an independent, li- probably in a liberal state, a private school, and they, this is the type of they they preach that stuff. Yeah, they and don't practice with, it. With all of that, you're in this wait, case. Wait, hey, you nope. could you could be sending a young a young person of color just back on the streets and into jail. Um, what what happened to Chase Scanlon? What happened to Chase Scanlon? I mean, I know he ended up, he ended up, um, he ended oh, of course. This is a Syracuse.com article, and I can't get to it. Um, I know he ended up I mean, transferring, I don't think, I don't but think he... That any, I don't think that anybody in any socio, socio or economical, like anybody in any type of situation, if this happens at 18 years old at a college, a little college fight, whatever, especially considering, I'm sorry, LeQuint's 18. He wasn't at the party. This 23-year-old who's been in school for whoever knows how long, old enough to drink, build, been willing to bet that he was drunk, was trying to t- talk and start fights with football players, and then something happened, right? Where's the accountability of the 23 or the adult in the room that actually hit the dude first that was probably under the influence? Yeah. Um, like, to me, this is somebody that's, that's being protected. Like if, I'm, I'm sorry, but you you know you have all these people that want to to yell racism or yell this or you know that uh, give me an example of this is there here's an example. I'm willing to bet that 23 year old guy's not a person of color. Well, it would be. I mean, who knows? We don't know. We we don't know. But I, I can no, tell you. No, I mean obviously this is all speculation. But I'm sorry, but from from one. From one side to the other, this just seems unjust as hell, and it doesn't make any damn sense. So well, I'm just here's my for, thought. I'm searching for here's a reason. here's my only my only reason or or thought behind how lopsided this punishment is is that whoever that 23 year old student was that had his tooth knocked out is maybe friends with someone on this kangaroo court or has ties to it in one way or another. I have no idea. Nothing else makes sense. That's what I mean. Make it make sense. That's I, why I'm it doesn't. This is all speculation. I have I have no idea. But this is the only things that I can come to conclusion to to think that it makes any sense whatsoever. Which again is just corruption. It is corrupt. Well, this this look. I've always said, and I know you agree with me, but mm-hmm. um, that Syracuse is the university sucks as a school mm-hmm. is corrupt. It and is, being, is a and terrible like we place. Talked about before, it's becoming harder and harder to cheer. I mean, I bled orange, and I know it's not the athlete's fault. I've that's always, the only reason why I'm holding on. But I'm not doing it because of the university. I've always been able to separate it, but it is increasingly harder to separate it because what they're doing affects the 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 part of Syracuse University that I love, and that is the sports. Chase Scanlon, I cannot get to the article, but I'm almost positive this kid was just suspended for a couple of games after an assault with uh, with a um, 
like he broke his girlfriend's phone and shoved her around a little bit and stuff like that. He ended up transferring, but um, maybe that's why there was no kangaroo court for Chase, but um, could very well be. But obviously, LeQuint wants to stay, and he just wants his punishment to be fair, and he wants to get reinstated. He wants to go to school. He wants to get an education, and he wants to try his hand at um, football. And he's a talented kid, too. He's 18 freaking years old. Give the kid another shot. You have to. You absolutely have to. And I think at the end of the day, when this is all said and done, I think that they will make, Syracuse as a university will make the right decision. But for to take this long, now there is, um, there is going to be, this is going to be going to court on July 12th, if, I'm, if I remember right. So... We'll know more after that, but for there not to be a statement made by the chancellor or the athletic director or even Dino Babers is quite, I want to say it's concerning, but I think it's, I think it, I think it stinks. Dude, the and fact by, that, and by that stinks, some, I mean, the, the fact that a verdict like this was allowed to even happen is ridiculous to me. The fact that there's not an adult or a leader in the room at the top of that that's like, no, you're going to do what? No, this, no, no. This, this Caitlin Carroll lady is at the top of it, as far as I read. And I don't know exactly what she does, but this is just a, um, a jury comprised of some kids or probably law students, right? Um, they didn't take self-defense into consideration in their decision, by the way, I read. I believe that was out of the uh, Emily Leaker in the Syracuse.com article. So no, their whole their whole stance is, is that the you weren't there in the beginning, yes. and you put yourself in there. Right. You would this would have never happened if you didn't go there. Right. But you know. But then you can go down the rabbit hole, right? Right. Well, you're mm-hmm. gonna re- you're really gonna what? The guys, you're not. The guy, some people have to understand where people where kids are from. Okay. You don't just go to the cops. You don't just call the cops every time you get in a fight where LaQuinn Allen's from, where a lot of these kids are from. We're, and to see here and where act we're like from, Joe. Like we're, we're from happen. East. We're from East Syracuse. Did you? Where did you? Most people are from. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we're from East Syracuse, the village, tough. The the tough village. We didn't call the cops. <laughs> Give me a break. It's no. just. It's just. It's a lot of it we has to do with them. where you grew up, but a lot of it also has to do with your age. And you don't call oh, yeah. the cops sometimes. Sometimes you just get yourself in trouble. I think we've all been there. Fortunately for me, it didn't ruin my life. It's ruining his life. It's dumb. And there we um, go. and uh, I think, uh, like I said, I think there's not much more to say about it. We can sit here and vent about it, but uh, at the end of the day, I think Syracuse makes the right decision. And if they don't, heads should roll. Better. Heads should roll. And if they're gonna keep having these 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 phony little courts with these wannabe prosecutors going to SU on mom and dad's dime. That needs to be split up and split up quick. That's what I want to know. I want to know who these people are. I want to know. I want to know who this 23 year old is. Yeah, I would like to know. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we'll find all that out and maybe it'll make more sense after that. But, um, to put the hands, uh, to put, LaQuint's future in the hands of some wannabe prosecutors that probably are very affluent in going to school on mom and dad's dime, I think is that's a shitty way 
to conduct business. And you're supposed to be a freaking reputable uh, college and you're, and, you're, and you're letting kids determine another kid's future. Yeah. For uh, well, I mean, for and even a simple then, mistake many it. kids have made, including you and I. I mean, the way that I, oh, of course, and the way that I look at it, like I said, you I mean, and even putting another aspect into it, and I hope, you know, obviously they're going to have a lawyer and they're going to have all that stuff, but you look at it, I mean, 23 years old, right? The guys that he were fighting, they were under 21. Where were they? What party were they at? Was there alcohol? Was this guy inebriated? Was LaQuint? Drinking? Were that was there underage drinking? Was there things? Guess what? If you're over 21 and there's underage drinking, then you're responsible. So what party were they at? What was going on? Is this 23 year old that got punched and that was starting crap? How drunk was he? Was he the only one over 21 years old? You know what I mean? Like who's who's responsible? There's a lot of different things when you got to look at it. And at the end of the day, this 23 year old should have known better. And, I mean, age here has something to do with it. And I honestly think that, you know, there's, you got to look at relationships with these other people, too. And you got to look at, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, got to look at these people that, that led the investigation, Joshua Rich and Katie Carroll. You know, what is their character like? What have they gotten in trouble? You know what I mean? What, what's uh, There's a lot of things to look into. And now that you, you turn it into you're being sued and you're going to actually have a lawyer that's going to actually have these questions to sit here and ask how these people came to that that conclusion um i think that that, that this lawyer is going to make these people look like idiots and to be perfectly honest with look you i would foolish because the whole thing's foolish so it should be pretty easy for a lawyer to make it look stupid is it to make it look as stupid as it is realistically yes and at the end of the day i mean i could see a situation where he could get it to where now he's going to get he could get this 23 year old guy in trouble and it's going to court, so guess what? LaQuinn Allen isn't going to have to go find this person. He's going to be court-ordered to go there. He's going to be court-ordered to talk, just like Carol uh, and Rich are. So um, they're all going to look stupid. They're going to have their, they're going to have the initial police report and then why the police you know, trash the, trash the charges, right? They're going to have um, all the different statements that this 23-year-old, he made, and how they changed. He's going to have all of the players and all of the people that they knew that were actual people that saw what was going on. I mean, when this goes into an actual court, I mean, I feel like this judge is going to make these people look like idiots. And I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't some back, some, some, some backlash. Stuff in the some, back. Yeah. Um, well, just some stuff where the 23, like a counter, like a counter suit, like, like, Hey, you know, Maybe a civil yeah. case. My, I'm sure there's 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 money being doled out for said lawyers and whatnot. Uh, a couple things uh, from Twitter, real quick. At baptized by fire, our buddy Dominic says that it was moved to 719. So it's not 712. It was moved to 719. Um, level up, Luke. He quote tweeted someone named um, Got H Law, something like that. This guy seems to be, he says, I was an EOE and campus judicial officer for UMN. No way this would even hit my desk. Um, at our Boris 9, school officials probably can't comment due to legal issues. Policies seem to have a checklist, although flawed, that was met. School may have even told LaQuint to take legal action to force their hand. 
should find out more in legal proceedings. I mean, I, I mean, I guess that's true. That's, but but before all of that happened, though, I would say that they could have said something and they did not. So it didn't start with this whole thing ended with the lawsuit. It didn't start with the lawsuit and it was appealed and, it, and he was rejected. So that's why. He, yeah, he, he appealed. That's, that's yeah, that's why he got a lawyer. So with that said, I think that if if as you, look, I don't give and here's the thing, Rob, and I appreciate the comment. But here's my thing. I give FSU no benefit of the doubt anymore, okay? Because most of the time it is what you see it is, and they had plenty of chances to say something um, during the acquittal, before the acquittal, after this kangaroo court had determined what kind of um, punishment they were going to levy, and they didn't. Um, Oh, here we go. And so that's all I got. I I saw this from, I'm sorry, Uh, at Yoldog. I think if you want insight on Chase Scanlon's situation, DM me. I know him and the victim. I know everything that happened. Okay. Um, at Q's Friars, he says no one cares. Two, two, Yule Dog, one. Um, Who does? <laughs> you have to go through yeah, the, yeah. the through the timeline. But anyway, um, yeah. yeah. So back to back to Rob's comment. I think I think Syracuse missed an opportunity. If that's the case. If they can't say anything due to the legal issue now, they missed an opportunity to do so, and shame on them. Period. They had time to do it. They just can't now. I, I accept that, but I don't agree with it. I think I think that... Um, no, someone's in charge that they're afraid to say something to unless they're the problem. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Something. Just that they're either too afraid to say something because of their own job, or they are the problem. Yeah, it's one of the two. Now, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's I mean, just is what it is. Right? Yeah, I mean, it seems that way. Uh, like I said, I don't give them the benefit of the doubt much anymore. I just don't know if it's just like corporate America now, man. Middle well, management got to keep their America. mouth shut or else they're gone. It is cor- the colleges are corporate America now. Yeah, I know. And middle management needs to be quiet or else they lose their jobs because it's never their boss's fault. Yeah, but you have never have a guy that's in middle management that's got the nuts to stand up and, and just you blow can, the whole but thing then open. You lose your job. Oh, well, you lose your freaking job then, I guess. Yeah. My wife was prepared to lose her job recently within the past year or two. Me too. For standing up. So, um, you know, I was prepared for her to lose her job as well. I was right there with her. <laughs> so, yep. uh, so, you know, I mean, sometimes it takes some balls. And, you know, if, if you if see something, say something sometimes. It's the best thing to do. I don't know if, um, if that's the case. But I think we're going to find out more come July 19th. Uh, Rob says uh, there's a school policy that was set at some point in time. That policy may have prevented them from commenting publicly. I mean, it's, I mean all of that is possible. Yeah, and I, and it's I, all possible. And I, and like I get I said, it. We're all—it's all assumptions now at this point, right? Yeah. Um, so you just hope that the legal process plays out. And, and I plays agree out correctly. With, I agree with Yuli. If you're in the thread, I do. I agree with you. I think that the Chase Scalen thing is relevant. I just don't know how quickly he entered the transfer portal after his situation, and that's the only thing that may have stopped the Kangaroo Court from actually handing down some kind of punishment, other than a couple game suspension. So I don't know where the couple game suspension came from. I'm not even sure if it was a couple games, but I do remember it was a light slap on the wrist for Chase Scanlon um, during that whole incident. Um, shame on him. 
he wore the 22 as well which sucks um like i said there's it's it's a college (laughs) there's parties there's fights things happen yeah and i mean maybe chase galen's um punishment was too much as well i don't remember exactly what it was maybe it was too much maybe it wasn't enough the whole point is is that it wasn't even close to what laquince was and no. and that involved breaking a phone and, and involved a woman and hands on a woman and shit like that. So it's yeah, that's that. I mean, look, LeQuint should get some type of he should, yes. he should have gotten some type of small punishment so that he could learn. Maybe he still can to, to just not. Yeah, hopefully, you know what you, what you do is you just learn how to just not throw yourself in every situation and put yourself in those situations. But as far as I'm concerned, this tw- it sounds like this 23 year old got everything he he deserved. And hopefully he by getting his tooth knocked well. out, getting stitches in the mouth, and possible staples. When you're 23 years old, you're basically <laughs> dealing with a fr- like it's a freshman, it's a it's a kid. You're it's a high technically kid, an basically. adult, okay? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if anything, you know, it sounded like that guy needed needed that running around messing with football players. Yeah, he was probably he's probably drunk. He's probably running his mouth. Probably <laughs> you know, he's probably one of those guys that might need his ass kicked. He's probably a big guy, so he's out there trying to push everybody's buttons he could and he ended up getting a tooth knocked out i mean play stupid games win stupid prizes i mean yep, that's where we're much. at you know what i'm saying that's and unfortunately, pretty much where we're at he lost like a I tooth said, i mean and, i'd like to know i'd like to know who this person like i'd like to have a name you know to see if there's any type of special treatments you know is he related to somebody in the you know does he have a relationship with with somebody that, that was in that you know part of that kangaroo court does he have a relationship with somebody in the faculty right um again what where was the party was there alcohol was he the only one that was the oldest one there was the only one over 21 you know i mean why why are you at a party with football players or was it vice versa you know i mean a lot of that stuff to me um in the courtroom it matters to me and to me a 23 year old acting like that and getting in multiple fights and punching somebody first and saying that I mean, LaQuint's telling, saying that he was threatening to come back with a gun. Like, and he did come back. None. He did. He did come back, but he 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 was in the car with some buddies or something like that. I mean, I just don't. We don't know. We don't all know what happened, right? And when it comes down to the day where they need to talk about it, the guy doesn't even show up, and then they try to talk to LaQuint and say that it's up to you, you eighteen-year-old freshman who you don't even know how to get a hold of, to get a hold of this twenty-three-year-old guy that you got in a fight with to make sure he comes here and that he speaks like what? It doesn't even make any sense. It's absolutely ridiculous. And to be perfectly honest with you, uh, they, the university should already be in place of fixing this process and fixing the way that things like this, uh, get, get treated because this is ridiculous. Like this should never happen again. Yeah. I mean, to say the least, we'll see. I can't wait to see what SU says and what and what coach says, because at some point they're going to have to say something. It took six months. It took six months to do. Well, not even that, right? Didn't he get to play in the bowl game? By the way, didn't the bowl game happen after this? It did. Mm -hmm. So, So, I mean. Because I don't think none of this stuff got filed or anything. Well, the whole, the whole, yeah, the whole um, Syracuse. Judicial Council, I think is what it's called, by the way. I keep calling it the kangaroo court because that's what it is. But the Syracuse <laughs> Judicial Council probably hadn't met yet. 
I mean, shouldn't you take into consideration, though, just real quick, that um, that the DA basically didn't even take this case up? He's like, dude, look, stay out of trouble for six months, man. Okay? Stay out of trouble for six months. Seal us up. Bada bing, bada boom. Never happened. I mean, yeah, th- does I none of that get taken into consideration that the, that the, that the Syracuse DA was, did, did that? You know what I mean? The fact that this much time and money has even had to go into such an open and shut dude, you're 23, you punched him first, it's a fight, get over it. Yeah. Like, that's, I'm sorry. It's about as far as this crap should have went. And for what it's worth, there is a, uh, I hate these, cha- I, I gotta be honest with you, I'm just gonna be honest, these change.org no, really. things, what, what has uh, one of them changed? Has one of them ever changed anything? I don't know. Probably not. But you can go sign one if you want. The hashtag LetLaQuint play, change.org. I signed it. Uh, it's got uh, 1,218 signatures on it. I don't know how many it takes for Syracuse to eat their own words, but more than that, evidently. Um, so <laughs> who knows? It's just, to, it's just to show that, hey, you know what? We're not happy about this, and let the kid play some freaking football. That's that. Just don't um, ruin his life, man. Like, if, like I said, on Twitter, you know, Matt Sherman, he had, he shared a great, great video uh, by Nick Saban. I don't know how old it is, but it was him giving a little speech about um, about this type of thing, about how the kids, they make a mistake and how everyone just kind of kills him. The he, media he, kills him. And, if he wasn't playing football, this wouldn't happen. Absolutely not. I don't think there's any way that if LaQuinn Allen isn't going to be the starting running back for the Syracuse Orange this year, this this happens. There's no way. I I highly doubt anything happens. Yeah. Obviously, what? the 23-year-old, whoever, the 23-year-old no-name, nothing happened to him. He doesn't play sports. And he didn't show up. He apparently doesn't have to because LaQuinn's supposed to arrange that. Yeah, because LeQuint's supposed to drag him in. Well, sure, that would be another assault, right? <laughs> Are they going to get him for kidnapping so they can bring him to his own freaking... How dumb. Like, come on. Like, what That's kind the of- dumbest thing ever. It's literally like, you show up or else LeQuint doesn't get in trouble. That's exactly what it should have been like. Yeah, but instead, yeah. he doesn't show up, and then LeQuint gets <laughs> well, punished by it, and this guy doesn't even get punished Oh, but by this it. guy's thinking is, well, I'm not going to go there. It's going to make me look bad and Why him look good? Go Why would yeah. I go there? That's Already dumb. A lie. I mean, I'm pretty yeah. dumb, but I'm not that dumb. That's what that guy's saying. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well. Or maybe he was too busy fighting some other people. Who knows? Who knows? He's probably one of them angry drunk guys. You know, we've all, we all know that type. Yeah, but it's just, you know, you listen to this. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe you can put it on here at the end or whatever. Or have, you know, maybe we can get people to go listen to it or whatever. But it's a great... It was a great story about when he was at Michigan State, head coach at Michigan State, and he had Musin Muhammad, who got into some trouble, and media killed him. They wanted him off the team, and he suspended him, and he ended up going on to a 15-year career in the NFL, and, I, and now he owns his own company, or he's a president of, of, of a company. He had seven kids. His oldest kid went to – is going to, like, Princeton or something like that, and it's just this huge success story that, like – if he would have, it just didn't let, out, let one moment define this kid's life. Right, exactly, and it's not not to say that it would have one hundred percent 
completely ruined his life if Nick Saban kicked him off the team. But those things do happen. And that's what Nick Saban talked about, about giving these kids yeah, road's, second chances. Road's tougher you know? to hoe from and, there. You know, if you, you, you know, if you have to build back up from something, you know, if you're on the track for something and you get pushed back down, I mean, it just makes it that much harder, right? And I think yeah. this is probably even worse than that. So, well, and the worst part about it is, right, is this Lou Quint. I mean, he's from a place where you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to use football to get out of where I'm from to make money to get my parents out of where I'm from so right. they don't have to worry about certain things, right? Make beat the NFL, buy your parents a house. So they ain't got to worry about that kind of crap, right? And so he gets to Syracuse. He does this, and then he gets into a fight for sticking up for somebody. And it's basically self-defense because he got punched first. Now he's getting kicked out for a year. And then after this happens, his father dies by getting in a homicide. So now he's got that heartbreak that he's going through with this situation and getting kicked out of school. And he doesn't have the money, and his family doesn't have the money to send him to Syracuse again. So, I mean, when you realistically think about it, this kid is going to be forced to go back home to where he's trying to get away from, in a place where his dad just tragically died. And he's going to have to sit here and get over this whole situation. Well, what do you think is best for this, for this guy to get over this? To stay in school, have something to concentrate on, play football, be with his friends, learn so that he can actually still go on and try to, you know, reach his goals. Yeah. And now you're going to you're going to put him back there, back home, back into the streets, back into that situation. I mean, this is this is a decision that could ruin a kid's life. Yeah. Hey, Dominic, are you there? I'm trying to get used to this. I don't got you, Dom, if you're talking. So apparently you can request to speak on this too, Joe, like um, the green room or Spotify live. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, says he's speaking or supposed to be able to speak, but I'm not hearing him. So maybe that's. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. Dom. Speak up. No. Okay. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, let's nothing. try let's try this one. Let's try this one. Oh now he's over here just pressing buttons, huh? Oh no, let's try this. Hold on. I'm playing around now. Hello? Y- Yuli. Yes. My- hey. Okay. How are you? Good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm very glad that this is a conversation that we need to have because I don't think the Syracuse administration handles anything well i i went there in 2019 when there was so much going on i ended up transferring out after but it, it wasn't anything like atmosphere related it was just more like school wise but i just think that they don't handle situations right there's a reason why they've come under scrutiny over so many handlings especially the chase scanlon one like they were sued for a lot of money because they were protecting chase the police really did not care about the victim that much. He didn't get any punishment at all. His own teammates turned on him and did not want him around the team. And even they felt like he should have gone to jail. And I think that him getting arrested after the DUI too and just saying he had to restart some program, that really didn't change him because he's probably going to do it again. And now he's playing professionally for Because he plagiarized my 10-page paper. And the teacher regraded it, and he ended up getting a higher score on his paper than me. 
And then he went and did it to his teammate two weeks later, and he still didn't get punished. So it just goes to show how much they like to protect the lacrosse players. And now seeing this one punch at a party, I mean, what, you want these kids to just sit and do nothing? No, they want to go and have a good time. And what's a 23-year-old doing on a South Campus party anyway? He went to defend his friend, and now he's getting, he could get a year-long suspension. It's a double standard, and it's very obvious why. And I just think that they did a horrible job at handling it. Well, very well said, first of yeah. all. Now, obviously, I just have to say, I don't know, I mean, I don't know you, but I, I assume that's your version of events and, um, and, and some of the other stuff that you talked about with Chase, and we'll take your word for it. But I understand where you're coming from, and um, that's that's kind of that's kind of our point. But without being anyone on the inside, we just obviously think that. I think this isn't the only situation in the Chase situation. Aren't the only two situations that Syracuse have handled poorly? I think they handle a lot of situations poorly. I'm not there. I don't know all of it, and I don't see all of it. But you, as a student, obviously, you said that you ended up transferring out of there because of just the environment. Well, no, no, no. It, it, it was it was school related. Like, okay. when I, I applied to transfer into Whitman and I didn't get in, and it was during COVID. My I parents gotcha. thought that a difference. Yeah, but no, when I was there. I was connected to a lot of people, especially when all the racism incidents went on and the handling of that, and how a lot of the students had a problem with the, how the police handled it and how Chevrut uh, handled it, and now losing. Adam Weitzman as a main donor for NIL. Oh, that's another one. Yeah, that's a that's a that's another good one that happened recently. That they just handled that poorly too. And again, yeah. we don't get any we don't get any statement from the school on any of this stuff. They could just they can just den- deny a request for statement and kick the can down the road and just hope brush it under the rug rug and hope it goes away. And that's that tends to be um, Syracuse's track record with any kind of um, controversy. Uh, on campus, off campus, or like you said, to do with um, Adam Weitzman. And yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. All right, Yuli. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. You got thank anything? You. you got anything else? That 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 was mainly my point. But okay. yes, thank okay. you. Well, thank you. It's great insight. And it's very well said. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, buddy. Um, well, yeah. was, uh, here Dom's back. Dom's decided that. Hey, I'm back. I'm going to speak now. So, go ahead, Dom. Dominic! You're killing me. It's got to be something on his end. Yeah, it's got to be. Oh, he's muted. You're muted now. Unmute. Try it again. Now talk. Can you hear me now? Holy cow, dude. My (laughs) God, man. Everybody knows when Dominic's on, when the the technology's going awry. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, I'm listening to you guys, and it went blank. And all of a sudden, I said, I hit unmute, and I can't hear you, and I can't hear myself. I had my headphones in. You had so your headphones in. Now, Dom, you yeah, know yeah. that every time you got your headphones in, you're screwing, you're screwing the thing up. All right? I'm, I'm, it, technology is supposed to make your life easier, isn't it? Well, when you reach a certain age, too, Dom. No offense, yeah. but, but you know, yeah. it's just a little bit harder to it's a little bit harder to operate at a certain point. Yeah. So, um, what's up, well, man? How you guys been? Happy Fourth. Happy 4th. Happy Independence Thanks, Eve, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, 
looking forward to uh, uh look i got a four-day weekend a rare four-day weekend for myself and i'm pretty good excited for about you it. yeah that's right that's right that's right oh good for you and how was it it's gonna be great uh all right um back on track buddy what you got um yeah this this whole thing is a pr nightmare for 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 syracuse i i, I have a, a judge on my route i was talking to him about it and um He's, he just said all the stuff that is going to come out in discovery for this from the college that they will legally have to hand over to LaQuint's team. And just it's any judge in their right mind, he said, as soon as he looks to see if any other kids were not suspended for, for an on-campus fight. And his whole thing is this. He goes, it is self-defense. So were any other kids not suspended because they claimed self-defense? Whether or not he went to go pick up his buddy from a party where he got into a fight or not, that is, he's like, even a private institution, there has to be some sort of, of guilty until proven innocence. It's not a military court or anything else like that. He really thinks that the, the school is in a lot of PR trouble. Do, do and, I, I should have asked Yuli this. Um, does every... Does every uh, school have these like mock trials for on-campus incidences and things like that? I mean, it's it's like Dean Warmer in Animal House, double <laughs> secret probation, double secret <laughs> probation. Yeah, um, it, it just seems like it just seems like something that shouldn't be allowed to happen. Yeah, you know? I, I I spent two semesters in college. I, I never got in trouble. I don't know. So oh, to be honest, shocking, but, shocking, right, right. But um, <laughs> yeah, it is it. The stuff he said. The stuff that is going to get leaked about the university. Just oh anything. man! You know what? That's what it we need, Joe. To- I'm I'm yes. sorry, Dom. That's that's what we need. We need a leaker. We've got leakers for yes. everything else these days. Let's get a leaker. No whistleblower. Right. A whistleblower. I mean, I'll take a leaker. A whistleblower's like next level, right? Yeah. Plus, they go missing. <laughs> yeah. Well. And well, here's the thing. You guys met my kid at the Wake Forest game last year. And sure this did. is a point that I, that, I, that I made. I called Orange Nation about this. He's 19. He has one buddy of his who I can see mouth off to somebody and get into a fight at a party. If he called my son, who is not a partier, right, and said, David, can you come pick me up? I'm drunk, right, and, I'm, and, and somebody's starting to fight with me, I would be like, David, go get your friend. Do you know what I'm saying? And then you go and you pick up your buddy, but because you pick him up, oh, you're associated with him, so you get popped in the mouth. I would never expect my son to just sit there and take it from a from a from a drunk guy. You know what I'm saying? You can't expect that from anyone. And and here's the other thing. And, and here's the thing adult, that bothers drunk adult, Dom. Drunk right. adult, yeah. And how about this? What if I have a 17 year old daughter? What if my daughter goes to Syracuse University? She's in her dorm room, and some guy comes to attack her, and she she attack she slugs him over the head with I, I don't know what you could have in your dorm room a book a hammer whatever are you now going to suspend her because she got into a quote-unquote fight because she was defending herself from a guy that was attacking her yeah. and they they tried to say well that's not the same thing it is the same thing it doesn't matter the circumstance when you are being assaulted you have the right to protect yourself and you shouldn't be worried about getting thrown out of the university you're going to football player or math major for defending yourself well, I find it's 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 really ridiculous. I find it um, a little hard to believe at this day and age that many kids around and some SU football players galvanting around 
that there was no cell phone footage of any of this. Right. Does anybody else find that odd? I mean, that seems odd. In this day and age, yeah. Seems odd. So I'll just say that. So maybe that's what we see is we see that Dom's getting gas. Um, no, buddy, I'm, maybe, worried. I'm delivering, delivering packages, okay, baby. Okay, all right. So maybe that's <laughs> what we see. Maybe that's what we see is this cell phone footage leak or someone's got to have something. But anyway, um, I got another one to get to, Dom. I appreciate it, buddy. Hey, see you get guys. That, get that mail soon. out. All right, bud. Yeah, nice to see you, bye. bud. Um, so, I mean, look. I mean, there's got to be something. There's got to be something um, out there. Um, level up Luke on Twitter. Under- hey, what's up, boys? What's going on, man? Thanks How you for, doing? Uh, good, good. Thanks for doing the space. Uh, I think it's good to actually, you know, talk with some other people about it. And I think Dominic had some really good points there. Um, First time for everything. Yeah, going- <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, goth law that I, I had, uh, posted that tweet from, He's an attorney, and okay. then, like he said, he used to work in a, uh, a campus um, as a campus liaison or, or whatever. Um, that is something that's at every school, pretty much every school. And they're not necessarily a court. Uh, it's more like a, um arbitration kind of setting. So, Like sitting in front of a um, board or something. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they really do have all the authority in that situation. Um, because it's a university, right? And it's not even a state university, it's private. So they can do whatever they want within the, the bounds of Syracuse University. Gotcha. Um, yeah, they also don't necessarily have uh, uh, all of the scope that the judicial system has. So I think that point about when this actually goes to, to real court and uh, discovery is... Uh, the discovery requests are made. Syracuse has to comply with that. And um, <laughs> do we know about this attacker? Have they said if he was if he was white or black? They I have not. I saw somewhere that he was a white kid or a white guy. It wouldn't surprise um, me if that was the case. And I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to get into those waters, but I'm just saying, you know, we 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 kind of suspect that. Right. That's, so we're, that's making, we're making yeah. assumptions. We're making right? an assumption. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. So we're trying to make it make sense in our heads. So it, I think it, we're right. all on the same it, page as far as that's concerned. And, and is and he thought, connected to someone on this this board or this whatever you want to call it? Um, well, even taking a step back from that, is he is he a legacy student? Um, you know, is he on scholarship? What is a twenty three year old? I yeah. mean, I graduated college at like twenty. Like, what is a twenty three year old doing at a at a campus party? That's just kind of weird. An 18-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I was going to say, it really it, it is something we should talk about because going to court, um, this could actually trigger a, a federal lawsuit if they're unfairly targeting a black student for something that they don't uh, equally enforce with white students. Um, whether the kid's a legacy or not, Syracuse is really opening themselves up to liability here. Unfortunately, Syracuse is... I mean, Practice you're right. You they, they they open themselves up for it. Yeah, you're right. And I'm, I mean, they 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 have they have been they have had issues in recent past with such things. Yeah, is that fair to say? And and it seems like the public is ninety percent against them on this. Um, I I understand the dynamics here 
uh, from the outside at least, it looks like this is academics versus athletics. Um, there's a lot of people on academic staffs at university that have resentment for the athletics programs and the athletes themselves. They feel like they take up a lot of the school's budget. They take a lot of the attention away from the academic focus of the university. So sometimes they want to make an example out of an athlete because they feel mm -hmm. like the athletes get unfair treatment all the time. So, hey, this kid stepped out of line and punched somebody. We better hammer him with the punishment to right. set an example. You know, and they 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 could not be more out of line when the D.A. goes on local sports radio and says <laughs> it's likely no crime was committed here. <laughs> uh, that That's just wild. Yeah. And, 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 and go ahead. Yeah. The most glaring thing, the number one most glaring thing here is the attacker, the 23 year old. I have not heard anything about him facing any charges for throwing two punches yeah. and starting the fight. Well, he first started with Deuce Chestnut, apparently. All right, right. he was at least part of the group that started it with Deuce, and then 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 LeQuint came to his aid or whatever, however you want to look at it. But no, to this point, I have not read um, that he anyone but LeQuint Allen has gotten any kind of. Um, legal attention for this and, and obviously like so, said, i mean that is something they will have to answer for in court i mean that will come out in this process um if they were smart uh i would you know expect su's general counsel to settle out of court rather than letting this go to to uh mm -hmm. you know a trial yeah that would be the smart thing to do but it seems like they haven't been doing the smart thing so far um, so I don't know why they would start now. They they tend not to do the smart thing, first of all. And second of all, the date was pushed back from the 12th to the 19th. So they got a whole week of um, trying to gather their shit together to get to to figure it out. I think I, I totally agree with you. And that's a great point that I do think that this thing will probably be over sooner than later. And, um, and like I said, that is just incredibly wild that the, the local DA went on sports radio to discuss the incident and came out against the university. That's that's mind blowing. Yeah. And he probably yeah. he obviously would not have it had had this punishment not been let it right? sound like he, a nothing burger straight he, from the beginning. Right? Multiple people. Did are. Now, take the now, I don't know how uh, how much you guys followed the situation, but last basketball season, there was an incident, tragic incident at the University of Alabama where uh, Brandon Miller, who was just selected second overall in the NBA draft, uh, returned a firearm to a teammate who legally owned it. And then that firearm was used shortly thereafter in a incident which left one person dead. Um, you know, situation aside, and, and uh, you know, without going into the ethics or the law of any of this, the DA came out and said there were no criminal charges the university did not take any action besides suspending him temporarily while the legal system played out. And once he was cleared of charges, they let him play again. Yeah. Yep. So played, that strikes me as similar in the in, sense that – what's that? I said he, was, he played in the NCAA tournament and was the second round, um, overall pick in the NBA draft. Yep. Yep. But, I mean, to me, that sounds like a reasonable way to handle this kind of situation – you know, there was a violent incident. Um, the DA cleared him. The police cleared him. So, 
that should be the end of the conversation as far as the university is concerned. Um, and really, I feel like they should commend him for throwing one punch. I mean, he got hit twice. Gave the kid the first one for free, got hit a second time, and then one punch and did not escalate it any further at that point. He only acted in self-defense. And to me, that sounds like a very reasonable response. It, abso- um, it absolutely does. And mm-hmm. he, he bloodied his nose. So the, the second hit uh, evidently no, it sounds hit like Quince. he could have done worse, right? If you yeah, wanted he, to. Yeah, to Luke's point. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Luke, r- quick question. Do you, do you think do you think out of all those people there at that party that there's absolutely no video evidence of this altercation? It's it's hard to tell. Um, it sounds like this took place outside of the actual party. Um, a lot of times, if it's just the few people, maybe two or three people in the immediate area, uh, the first thought may not be to pull out a cell phone. Um, I, I would absolutely, in the discovery process, in the actual real court um if i'm his attorney i'm i'm requesting campus to pull security cameras um you know you want to document uh every part of the story and it it sounds like the police would have already reviewed some of this information and cleared him for it so the university escalating this to an unreasonable uh degree and i think what helps now is with the nil deals i'm sure he's making money and so the university, by suspending him, is impacting his ability to earn revenue. So I would see that as a main avenue that his attorney takes in the court proceedings uh, as part of this injunction uh, or this uh, this motion here. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, Luke. It also keeps him out of school, too. Yeah, it keeps him out of school. That's yeah. a, that's a, well, that's I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know so how, how mean, much of a factor I'm, that would be, but yeah. I'm sure LeQuint would rather – I'm sure he would take no money – from any NIL deal to stay in school and play football this year based upon where oh, he is right now. Oh, uh, I was going to say earlier too, um, I was thinking, uh, so all of this happened in January, February, as far as the, uh, the kangaroo court. Yeah. If so, as far well, as the court as, goes. Yeah. Oh, the court yeah. part. Yeah. 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 So I found it really interesting that he participated heavily in the spring game and was featured prominently in the football team's marketing materials, even after, this decision was made before it was publicly known. Huh. Uh, so I think that's the athletic department trying to support him and uh, might kind of tip tip their hand as far as uh, where they them expecting him to play in the in the fall. Well, let's hope you're right. And and Luke, a lot of smart uh, commentary there. Appreciate it, man. You take care. Absolutely. Thanks, Luke. Thanks guys. Bye. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of good points. Hey, look here. Something. Look. Twitter space is the place to go. I don't think we need the alternative anymore, Joe. I think we're good. Yeah. By I the way. So too. Um, well, look, that I think is going to have to do it for us. Um, we really appreciate everybody who turned tuned in on, on Twitter to uh, partake and give us your thoughts. All real good stuff. And we appreciate it. And we'll be back here. Obviously, I think this is where we're going to do fan feedback for football and basketball now. It just seems like an easy way to go. And I appreciate everybody for coming out and listening and uh, tuning in to Twitter. We appreciate all of you. And uh, that's going to do it for us. Until next time, Bayham's Army will be next at the end of July. We'll, We'll be back then. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.